preacher man says it's the end of time And the Mississippi River, she's a gold grind Is up and the stock market's down And you're only getting mugged if you go downtown I live back in the woods, you see A woman and the kids and the dogs and me I got a shotgun, a rifle and a four-wheel drive And a country boy can survive Country folks can survive I can plow a field all day long I can catch catfish from dusk till dawn Make our own whiskey and our own smoke too Ain't too many things these old boys can't do Welcome, folks. This is your country boy, country boy surviving here in North Dakota, way up here in the upper Midwest, next to the Canadian border. Uh, James Kelso, for the next hour, 9 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday. Here we are, Friday, April 28, 2023. And the uh, boy was there uh, something special today uh, on on my computer and on yours. You may have missed it. One of the best interviews ever done that you'll ever hear. It was an interview today at Mar-a-Lago of Donald Trump by, this is the part that's really really has me tickled by Steve Bannon and these two men these are two of the greatest men in our time Steve Bannon and Donald Trump and they were peas in a pod back in 2016 when Donald Trump won the White House and Steve Bannon came right in to uh, after the swearing in January 20th, 2017, he came right into the West Wing with Donald Trump, and they uh, they were on a tear. They were doing wonderfully. And then, uh, save it for some other time, but uh, no, through no fault of uh, Steve Bannon's or Donald Trump's, their, uh, Steve Bannon was separated from the White House, and this was a tremendous loss to our patriot cause. Now, Steve Bannon has charged back uh, in his own media empire over on Real America's Voice, and Donald Trump loves his show there. It's called The War Room. Steve Bannon's War Room. Donald Trump, in this interview, says, oh, your show is great. It's tremendous. And he really means it. Uh, But now, but the two men haven't come back together as a team. And I have earnestly wished for that that they come together as i think we're seeing it right here because there he is he's the two of them relaxing in mar-a-lago and talking for over an hour of just incredibly well you'll hear it just tremendous interviewing now i'm going to try to uh my production team which consists of myself 
uh, is going to attempt to navigate through this video video recording. I hope it all goes smoothly. I'll bet many, many people are watching it. So on whatever server this is being uh, dished up right now, maybe overloading. There would be so many people watching it. I don't know the mechanics of how, if you have a recording a video, how do 10,000 people watch it all at the same time on slightly different timings? I actually have never found out what the mechanics of that are. Anyway, it must be challenging. Uh, so we will attempt to navigate that difficulty here. And I'm just going to dive into this interview. If the visual is, you're not missing that much with the visual. It's, you know, your favorite president in his uh, fabulous red tie. And uh, Steve Bannon with his wild hair. <laughs> uh, they're at a little just seated at a little table and between them there's a copy of Donald Trump's new book uh, Letters which I have to get a copy of it and I found out the best way to get it from Steve Bannon here uh, Letters to Trump and from Trump so I'll be getting a copy of that book in fact, the way to get it is ordered at 45. Let's see, what's the, ooh, what's the URL again? Let me look, let me look. Instead of ordering it from uh, Amazon, you can order it. Uh, oh, I'll find it for you. It's, uh, I'll find it. And you use the promo code War Room and you'll get free shipping. Here it is. Here it is. Hmm. All right. I'm going to check it. I'll check it during the course of our show today. But let's dive into it. I'm going to dive in kind of near the end because they really, the two of them, the two men, they're such buddies and they're such intellectual and uh, moral giants that the interview just gets more and more uh, amazing. So let's just dive in. We're at minute 43 of a one hour and one minute interview. Just, just dive in. Here we go. Phone call that I made that was absolutely perfect. More perfect than the Ukrainian phone call. One of those things. Look, I would absolutely do it again. I think we're going to win in 24, and I think it'll be the... Oh, 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 let me go back to this. This is this is the best question that Bannon asked. He asked uh, Donald Trump if he had to do it again. If he were to go in a time machine back to the top of that Trump Tower golden escalator, and he were, he were to be placed again, once again at the top, with Melania on his arm, would... If he knew everything that was going to happen, all the the viciousness, the cheating, the lying, the criminality that would be launched, the threats that would be launched against him, the danger, if he could, to himself and his family, if he could foresee all of that, would he take that first step down onto the escalator? And interestingly enough, it's a beautiful question from Steve Bannon. He cuts himself off. He, Bannon is such a 
you know, thinker and talker. He, Donald Trump, you know, feels the question coming, and then Bannon goes off on a tangent a little bit, and the president brilliantly says, he, the president interrupts Bannon's tangent, and he says, to answer the question you were about to ask, <laughs> but didn't, <laughs> he, he, it was brilliant. The, and the president says, yes, I would. I would step down onto that escalator if I had to do it all over again. So here it is. Let's go. Let's go to that. And uh, here we are. We're, now we're at minute 32. spend on instead of a dollar 87 a gallon we want to spend nine dollars a gallon it, it'll come it's coming all electric cars that go for two hours and then you get stuck in the middle of a, a road and there's nobody you might as well forget the car how do you get it and i mean look at california they want to go all electric but they have brownouts because they don't have enough electric and don't forget it takes energy and it takes what we have under our feet it takes liquid gold to make everything so the electric can work and we're playing right into the hands of China because they have all of the minerals, all of the everything all to the batteries, make the batteries. batteries. And we have none of it. We have none of it. It's either in China, which they have very valuable land for that. You know, we have oil and gas, but they have minerals that we don't have. So the rare earths and access to oh, the they, rare they are in love with what's happening. They can't believe we're stupid. I don't think anybody can be that stupid. Look, Biden got millions of dollars from China. I mean, why would anybody do this? And people don't want to have all electric. You know, right now, electric cars are like 3 4% of the market. And if somebody wants to buy an electric car, they should. But if somebody wants to buy a car with 12 cylinders, they should be allowed to buy the car and use uh, gasoline. Use gasoline. You should be able to buy everything. Or you should buy a hybrid. You should buy maybe a combination of both. And it was going well. Now, they want all electric. The problem is during the summers in California and other states, they have brownouts. They can't produce enough electricity, and they never will be able to. You can't to. run an industrial society on this theory of net carbon zero and wind and solar. You, you know, this. the wind is... It, it's it, the environmental lunatics, and they're putting our country out of business. And you say to yourself, uh, is it on purpose? Are they bad people, or are they stupid? They can only be two things. They can only be people that want to destroy our country, or they're stupid people. Do you think they're stupid people? Uh, I think, actually, they can't be because they cheat so well. You know, you can't be stupid when you cheat like they did in 2020, okay? They cheated at a level that nobody's ever cheated before. They used COVID to cheat. Big time. Okay, they used COVID to cheat with all these mail-in ballots. Let me no, tell you. No signature verification. If they don't get rid of mail-in ballots, even Jimmy Carter, he had a commission and he said, you got to get rid of mail-in ballots. You can never have mail-in ballots. In many countries, like in France, they just have Why can't election. we go to that system? Paper ballots, game day Republicans have to fight. I'll give you an example. Do you think we the have, Republicans are we tough have, enough to get this done? I don't know. That's look, the one thing. Uh, the Democrats have horrible policy, but they stick together. And they cheat. The Republicans don't want to cheat. I said to a man in Pennsylvania, I love Pennsylvania. I did great. I was up by almost 900,000 votes. All of a sudden, I was even. I said, what happened? Now he's remembering the 2020 election. And remember it, folks. Donald Trump was up by 900,000 votes in Pennsylvania. I mean, he clear he had won. He had taken Pennsylvania. And this was true in other states, too, like Arizona. And then we all went to bed. And some of us stayed up through the night. But as the wee hours 
dragged on, all of a sudden there were what are called vote, mysterious vote drops. Drops of votes. All of a sudden, 50,000 votes, 100,000 votes, 200,000 votes. All of a sudden, all for Joe Biden. And all of a sudden, Donald Trump's not in the lead anymore. It was so clearly stolen. But now, notice these two men. They were there. They were both there. They were watching this happen. And they were two of the men who made it, who made the good part of it happen. And you see the chart, and then it, there was a dump, big dump. I mean, it was amazing. I was at 73%. I think we were up by seven, eight hundred. I mean, that we was like 900,000 votes. We were up by numbers. I said, why don't they call it? And all of a sudden, there's a dump. There were many dumps early in the morning, you know. Uh, the level of cheating was incredible. You really say, you know, look at all these investigations going on. And they're always investigating the people that want to look at why there was cheating. They don't investigate the cheaters. Why aren't they investigating the people that cheated in the election, not the people that want to see, like Truth to Vote, where they have millions vote, of votes. Yes. Truth to Vote is those people. Yeah, they found millions of the votes that were stuffed, ballot stuffing. That's old fashioned stuff. And the Chinese have the they have the server with all the names on it, et cetera. So it's too absurd. It's all on tape. Do you in this book, you have Cuomo, Ted Kennedy, others you knew for years, the central yeah. Knowing how tough the job is. Do you, you know Cuomo never ran? Kennedy Now here comes that question. Knowing how tough the job is. Steve Bannon is gonna start into this question, like all talk show hosts, like myself. <laughs> I do my own amateur job of this. He's going to talk himself out of his own question by talking so much. But Donald Trump got the question, and then he brought it back and watch him answer it in the affirmative. Kind of ran in a half-hearted primary against uh, Carter and Lawson. Do you think they had the right stuff to actually be president of the United States? Well, it takes guts to run. The guts for me. Uh, it's not easy to run, you know, and... I think if I, you knew the day you standing at the top of the escalator, if you knew what was going to happen to your personal life of the relentless assault, the legal, they're trying to put you into bankruptcy, trying to put your children in bankruptcy, attacks on your family, yeah. your business, your friends, everything. Uh, 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 Bedminster was going to host the PGA. Turnberry bought a turnaround to be in the Open uh, Championship Rota. Mm -hmm. Everything on every aspect of your life that you cherish. If you knew standing at the top of that escalator that that is what is going to be installed with it. everything in this book. Now, he, he, he's got the whole question there. You can hear it. If you knew standing at the top of the escalator. And then he doesn't he, he gets lost in his own brilliant rhetoric, <laughs> doesn't finish the question. But Donald Trump will bring him back to it. I'm walking away from, not just walking away from, it's going to be a, a hard Walking thing. away from a wonderful, beautiful life. I have all of these incredible properties that I don't even get to see now. You know, I'm going to Scotland next week to look at properties. I haven't seen, I have Turnberry, I own Turnberry, I own uh, Aberdeen, I own Dunbeg in Ireland, on the oil ocean. I said, and, and there's a very special letter in here from Sean Connery. Oh, he was great. Sean Con that's what we're talking. You're going to Ireland, Scotland last week. Sean Connery has this letter in there. It says, I guess, assisted you in the toughest yeah, times yeah. to get that beautiful piece of property turned into a great links course. 
But just to answer the question that you were about to ask me, would I do it again? Is that what you were going yes. to say? Would you, would you know then? Yeah. Would you would you have even done it then? Would you even done it then? I, I would have. Look, um, very few people get this opportunity. Mike Bloomberg spent two and a half billion dollars. He never got past the first question in the debate. When he debated, that was a big decision for him. That was a big, bad decision. Uh, Pocahontas asked him a question. It was such a bad question. Pocahontas, you remember her? Elizabeth Warren, the phony Indian <laughs> who got her job at Harvard based on falsely claiming she was an Indian. Everyone thought it was about me, but then it says, and I'm not talking about President Trump. I'm talking about you. And he stood there. He says, oh, my God. And that was the end of his campaign. Had he kept spending $100 million a week on advertising, he might have been the nominee. And, you know, who knows what would have happened. OK, but the but that's not the reason. The reason is we really I, we're going to make this country great. We're going to do this. We're going to get it going. And it'll be bigger the second time if we do it. Because we'll be able to show how bad the policies are. If I did the normal, like, look, we won the election. We won it by a lot. I got many, I got millions, almost 12 million more votes the second Some time. I say that to say, somebody from the New York Times. We did a pretty good job in 16, but we 12 million votes, 74 million. It's amazing. See, I was told that if I get the same 63 million votes uh -huh. as I got the first time, I can't lose. We got 12 million more votes. We did better. You know, somebody from the Times is interviewing me early on and they said, what went wrong? I said, what wrong? I got 12 million more votes than I did the first time. I was told by McLaughlin and all your yeah. friends that Fabrizio, everybody well, said Obama. Obama, they barely, you know, didn't even match his yeah. first time barely. Well, he didn't, didn't match. No, he got less the right. second time. So 12 million more votes. We, I got millions more votes than Obama got. And many, I don't know what the number is, many, many millions more votes. And we lost. We didn't lose. It was a rigged election, but it's one of those things. Stolen. Now, what we have to say, close. what we have to say is that we learned from that. We can't let anything like that happen again. And they did use COVID and COVID was, you know, everyone said, oh, everything has to be by these phony mail-in ballots. And again, Jimmy Carter said, you can't do it. But just to get to your question, the answer is absolutely do it again. There you go. Absolutely do it again. That is so beautiful. And that's a moment in this interview. It's it's an hour and one minute. It's right there at Mar-a-Lago. And it's what's wonderful about it is that these two guys belong together. And they got separated by uh, some, you know, turds in the media and uh, the turds that were in the White House uh, who undermined Steve Bannon. The details aren't important. Uh, but it was just... Uh, a, a wedge was driven between Donald Trump and Steve Bannon. It should never have been there. And uh, the uh, and, and I, I'm just so pleased to see these two men. This was today, just a few hours ago. They were embracing as two giants of our cause, two of the, the greatest strategic minds. And, of course, Trump is, you know, as brilliant as Steve Bannon is. Trump is the, the main deal. We've got, we got a little break coming up here. We'll come right back to this spot in the interview after this break.
For the past 14 years, it's been my privilege to host the National Intel Report on RBN, to offer a platform to interview exceptional guests, to provoke critical thought, and examine evidence, whether real, fake, or somewhere in between, and allow our audience to call in and participate with your input and questions in order to help us all reach an educated decision and arrive at our own truth. Our world has changed. It's now been turned on its head. Real is now considered fake and mainstream fake, is now pushed as real, rather, rather than, than any, any clear, clear thinking, thinking consensus, consensus, or rationale. rationale. Those few remaining beacons of light, the ones still shining through the mainstream media lies, propaganda, and deception, are being viciously attacked at every level through attempts at censorship, threatening advertisers, jailing hosts, and even killing journalists brave enough to speak the truth to you. We are in a war for our very freedom and existence, and through these despicable acts, freedom haters, collectivists, and communitarians have shown they will stop at nothing to blot out these last few beacons of light. Truth is becoming increasingly more difficult to unmask, just as the term unmasking itself is spoken by those usually anonymous sources. They promote their lies, wishing to mask the truths by ignoring it, vilifying it, or conspiratorializing it into a black hole abyss. Regrettably, RBN has reached the tipping point, and through internal audit and actuarial review, it has now been determined that the only life raft of survival to this network is to go the way of PBS, that being audience-supported. Like a cornered animal, the left with veracity is pulling out all the stops with every effort to effectively blacken our beacon forever. Help us, folks. Help yourselves. Don't let our light stop shining. Our motto has always been, because you can handle the truth. It's time to review your budget, folks. If you want the truth to keep flowing through RBN, go to republicbroadcasting.org and become a regular monthly donor of 30, 40, 50, or 100 or more a month and ensure you keep the truth flowing. Standing six foot four, weighing in 245 pounds of crime-fighting, political science, analyzing brawn. Ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Patrick Slattery. So, Mike, get off this anti-cicada agenda. I'm a born-again traditional Christian, and my favorite possessions are right here on my nightstand. That would be the King James Bible and my 357 revolver. I'd rather be ruled by Chinamen than Jews. Cool it with the anti-Semitic remarks, right? Just because you steal an election and terminate the republic doesn't mean you terminate the people in the republic, because we're still here. I'm not taking the vaccine. you, Bill Gates. There was a way forward still on January 6th. What needed to be done is to object to every single state. The COVID-19 virus was the setup. The vaccine could very well be a bioweapon. The Patrick and Jeremy Show, Tuesday at 9 Central and Wednesday at 1 Central. Turn to this interview between the two giants, Trump and Bannon. And just to recall to you, I looked up during the break here just to refresh my own memory. Steve Bannon started out in the Trump campaign as the chief executive officer right at the top, the CEO of the Trump presidential campaign during 2016. 
uh, I don't know how many months he was uh, in that position, but all the way up to the election. Then following the election, for eight months of the Trump presidency, Steve Bannon was next to the president in the West Wing as chief strategist and senior counselor. So he was right by Donald Trump's side in those first seven or eight months in the White House. Uh, And then uh, he left. And that was a, a big, big, big loss. He left because this creep, a creep, let me look up his name, wrote this book, uh, uh, piece of garbage book, and it was, um, I think, entitled Fire and Fury. Here it is, Fire and Fury by, here's this jerk, Michael Wolff, W-O-L-F-F who under false pretenses managed to get some uh, colorful quotes, maybe, you know, can't be sure, from uh, Steve Bannon, and then turned those into a book, which he, you know, off-the-cuff remarks, which then appear glaring in a book. And the, President Trump was upset by which was exactly Michael Wolff's communist communist goal was to divide us patriots one from another. He succeeded in doing that in his 2018 book, Fire and Fury. And then, but Steve Bannon, the warrior, and that's what the president calls him in this interview. He says, Steve Bannon, this is a real warrior. The men have made up and, and understood how they got screwed by a communist that uh, separated them. They were such a good team. But anyway, let's go back to the president. So that's just a little background. This, this is an, an historic day. And the t- Trump says in this interview, he says, I'm, I watch your show, The War Room on Real America's Voice. It's tremendous. Even if I knew exactly, even today I have these fake, phony investigations going on. You know, I had it with Russia, Russia, Russia. That was a hoax. As soon as we found out, as soon as I won that one, about two weeks later I had Ukraine, 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 right? I had a perfect phone call with Zelensky and I got impeached over a absolutely perfect phone call. I do it again. Uh, I do it again because we did... I rebuilt the military, got the largest tax cuts in history, had the greatest employment. We had 164 million people. I was saying 161. That was 164 million people working. We never had anything like that. The answer is absolutely not. I don't know how it's all going to turn out. If we win the election, we can turn this country around and make it really, really great again. And the good thing is, Steve, we'll be able to do things that we probably couldn't have done because we've seen how bad their policies are. And we'll be able to do things, including running the cities. Our cities are crime-ridden nests. You can't walk down a street and buy a loaf of bread. If you send your kid, the kid is going to be shot and killed. The whole world is watching this. You know, when we talk about democracy and America, Russia, you take a look, China, they're looking at kids getting shot all over the place. They're looking at, or knifed or stabbed or beaten up. You can't go down. 
in Atlanta where you have this young lady looking at me over another perfect phone call. In fact, this call was more perfect than the one I made to Zelensky in Ukraine. Uh, Atlanta is per capita the most dangerous city in our country. If people go out to buy their parents a loaf of bread... market is trying to separate itself. Well, they should have been able to, but they stopped that. I mean, they stopped it. They should have been able... They want to have their own security. But the district attorney who's after me doesn't prosecute murderers. They don't prosecute anything. People are dying in prisons from bed bugs. You saw that where the guy was eaten alive by bed bugs. Nobody's... They're not doing anything having to do with murder. Same thing in New York. The DA Bragg, who went after me... And is being soundly criticized because I did nothing wrong. In fact, if you read the so-called indictment, we did nothing wrong. Nothing wrong. This press conference. People are saying, you look at Greg Jarrett. You look at Andy McCarthy. You look at any one of them. Mike David. Any one of them. You take a look at them. These are nobody on my side. But what they say is this is the worst indictment. So knowing all that. I mean, Jonathan Turley wrote one the other day, which was unbelievable. It's a joke. It's a joke. They didn't remember, he didn't even list the charges at the press conference. No, there's no crime. They're saying, but there's no crime. Nobody's ever, even Democrats are saying, this is horrible. But I have the same thing going on in Georgia. Over a perfect phone call, many lawyers on the other side. Interesting there. At that time, it was Donald Trump that lost the train of the question. You heard Steve Bannon. He said, knowing all that, he was about to finish with, would you run again? And the president. Uh, went off on a tangent. We'll be right back right after this break. I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Real news. Real talk. Real people. Because you can handle the truth. Extendivite. A seven-herb combination of garlic, cayenne, hawthorn, bilberry, ginkgo biloba, valerian, and milk thistle. Extendivite is designed to strengthen the heart and arteries and help the body heal itself. Doctors are not able to explain the improvements they are seeing in their patients' health who are taking Extendivite. People who once needed more pills are now taking less and getting better. Due to the unexplainable improvements in their patients' health, more doctors are calling to order Extendivite for themselves. Help Extendivite make your doctor a believer. Extendivite is available in capsule or liquid form for just $69.95 for a two-month supply. To get started, call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822. Or visit heartdrop.com. Extend your life with Extendovite. Homeowners, if your lender has gone out of business or sold your transaction to another lender or servicer, you may be the victim of a wrongful foreclosure resulting in the loss of your home. If you've already lost your home, are in foreclosure, or even in good standing, you can challenge the mortgage transaction's illegal issue and your property can be restored to you. And your foreclosure can be stopped or reversed and the mortgage transaction declared unenforceable. State laws, U.S. title codes, the Uniform Commercial Codes, and U.S. Supreme Court rulings have upheld that defective mortgage documentations can reverse or stop foreclosures and enforce property title claims in favor of the homeowner. 
owner. We are having successes in stopping the process of foreclosure, the enforcement of the foreclosure judgments, the sale of property, and evictions after the sale. We are not attorneys, and we don't give legal advice. We are a professional team of legal researchers, providing forensic mortgage audits and expert witnesses. We have the knowledge to produce the evidence and enforce laws regarding your legal issues. We've been in business for 12 years without a complaint. Consultations are free, and we provide a free title search to confirm if your mortgage has legal defects. Please call 855-253-3748. 855-THE-NUMBER-2. Keep it today. Are you sick of censorship? TLB Talk is the cure. TLB stands for truth, liberty, and balance. We are the newest and most unique social media platform to hit the internet. We were built out of necessity because Big Tech, Big Pharma, and Big Brother are out of control. The only thing bigger than them is when we the people are united. With that vision, TLB Talk was born. Our battlefield is in cyberspace. The battle we're in can be won by clicks of buttons and voting with your wallet. TLB Talk has no hidden agendas, no corporate funding, and we do not sell, trade, or give away any of your information. Our platform runs off of generous donations of members and merchandise profits. So please, check out our site. It's the best around. And be sure to stop by our store. It's loaded with items that'll have you feeling a sense of member pride and victory. Come unite with us today at TLBTalk.com and join the social media revolution. Some folks call me a rambling man I do a lot of thumbing and kicking cans kicking And can. wouldn't do an ounce of good They call my name Call my name Cause daddy's name wasn't Willie Wasn't Willie Woodrow I wasn't born and raised in no ghetto I just wanted to look for a place to do my thing And uh, never did find the wealthy woman uh, Here we are, we're back on the show here And uh, let's listen to Donald Trump he did find a well. Well, no, the wealthy woman found him. I don't think uh, Ivana, Marla, or Melania were especially wealthy in any of the three. Uh, uh, here we go. I'm talking to them, and everybody was fine. Nobody said. Then all of a sudden, a long time later, Trump made a phone call. You know, this is phony stuff. Nobody objected. In other words, with all these lawyers on the other side, nobody said, well, wait a minute, sir, you said something that's out of bounds. You have to change that. You have to. Nobody said that. Nobody hung up. Nobody was, you know, indignant. And yet they're looking at me over a phone call that I made that was absolutely perfect. More perfect than the Ukrainian phone call. One of those things. Look, I would absolutely do it again. I think we're going to win in 24, and I think it'll be the biggest thing ever to happen for our country because we're going to turn it around. We're going to make America great again. We're going to put America first. I did tremendous trade deals. They've now allowed some of these trade deals. Now, things keep getting sidetracked from that central question, which is the most interesting to me. All of the sidetrack points are also very important. But he keeps coming back when he says, yes, I certainly would do it. Yes, I would definitely do it. He's referring to the fact, yeah, I, being Donald Trump, the guy who wrote all these letters and received all these letters in his latest book, written and, and uh, communicated before he became president, and all these very famous people who were his friends, uh, all of a sudden, they weren't friends anymore after he became the orange man and he went down the escalator. But he said, yes, of course, I would do it again. 
and the uh, and then notice the positivity in his he expresses his conviction that we can make America great again. But you'll listen. I think uh, in this uh, in these remaining minutes that I'll play here, I think he does get to one point where he says, "If we don't make it," he says, "If we don't." Uh, both men say this. At one point, Donald Trump says, well, you know, if we win in 24, and then Bannon says, no, no, when we win in 24, <laughs> because we can't lose. We can't afford to lose. And then they both concur. If we lose in 24, well, we're toast. We very well may be toast. To go bad, you know, we're losing over a trillion dollars now on trade. I, I renegotiated China, Japan, South Korea, so many. I mean, so many with the India, the level. I'd, I'd actually look at some of these deals and go, who made these deals? The people that made them. It's hard to believe just on that basis that this country would have survived. Plus, you're underwriting. We're underwriting their defense. That was your thing about NATO. You're in, in whether it's Western Europe, the Gulf, the the Straits of Malacca, the South China Sea, no, uh, of Korea. We're underwriting the entire military coverage. The European Union is almost as bad as China in terms of the way they treat us on trade. <laughs> you and I know this stuff, and we smile because it's almost like you punch drunk. You know, you see so much; it's like hard to believe. The European Union is brutal. I said to Angela Merkel, Angela, how many Chevrolets do you have in the middle of Berlin? Why, none. I said, of course. How many Mercedes-Benzes and all the other ones? Yeah, this is classic between the two men. You can't see this, but Bannon is just cracking up. As the, you know, the president, he's a tremendous stand-up comic. And he goes, you know, he does voice impersonations and expressions. You know, <laughs> Angela. You know, he's imitating her German. Uh, Angela, uh, you know, how many how many Chevrolets you have in Berlin? <laughs> and Ben is just cracking up because there are no Chevrolets in Berlin. <laughs> and it, it takes a Donald Trump to notice the nose on our own faces. The obvious. We're, how many Chevys in Berlin? None. Well, why? Why, Angela? <laughs> And we've got Mercedes Benzes, you know, everywhere in every town in America. And and then he comes back with the obvious with her and with all these leaders. He talks about Macron and uh, he goes down the list. And he says, for instance, with Macron, Macron was putting a tariff on American goods brought into France and the president uh well, I, I hope you may hear him say this himself. Uh, he turned it over to, uh, uh, oh, I can't remember his name. Anyway, one of his trade, one of his people on trade that uh, Steve Bannon didn't like. Oh, Mnuchin, Steve Mnuchin. <laughs> the president says, not one of your favorites. He says, so I turned it over to Mnuchin to straighten that out. We don't want those tariffs on American goods. And Mnuchin, you know, went out there and worked on it, you know, for a week or two and couldn't got nothing. He brought it back to the president. The president said, I'll give you one more chance. Go, go see if you can go get it fixed. Mnuchin couldn't do it. And then so the president says, okay, okay, Steve, uh, Mnuchin, uh, uh, leave it to me. Leave it to me. 
watch how it's done. He gets Macron on the phone and he says, uh, hi, you know, well, let's listen to the president. Hopefully he'll, he'll, we'll hear what he had to say here. He is a tremendous, he is funny. He is compelling. Ones do we have? We take in millions of cars. They don't take our cars. And I did big numbers on them. I did numbers like nobody's ever done on them before. I mean, what I was doing to them. And it was like easy. Macron is a great guy. He's a, you know, he's a wise guy and all that stuff. He's, but you'd like him. But he's, you know, representing his country. He was going to tax, he was going to tax our American companies massively for doing business in France. I heard about it. I said, you can't do that. I put our people in, your friend Mnuchin, who's, you know, I know you're not a big fan of his. But I said, here's what you do. You tell Macron he can't do that. They come back two weeks later, sir, we can't make a deal. I said, oh, you can't make a deal. Why can't you? Now, now, what you're missing right there is the president made a face that just cracked up Steve Bannon. He said, oh, you can't get it. You can't get this from Macron. And then the president, he said, oh, oh, <laughs> just that little, oh, <laughs> like another, oh, yeah. <laughs> He's saying, in effect, you wimp, you wimp, oh, you make a deal. He won't do it. He just won't do it. I said, that's okay. I give you another couple of days. Go ahead. They come back. They can't make a deal. So I said, let me do it. Watch. I called Macron. I said, Emmanuel, how are you? I hope everything's well in France. You're a wonderful man. Congratulations on your immigration policies. I think they're going to really do well. <laughs> no, Bannon is cracking up. Congratulations on your immigration policies. Folks, do you know what the immigration policies of France are? They're like ours right now. They don't have, it's just open sea, open season on France. Muslims are just overrunning the place. <laughs> Parisian or Frenchmen can't walk in their own streets, in their own cities. Their children aren't safe. How's it, you know, instead of the president saying to Macron, how's that working out? You're, uh, you're doing just great. You know, there's people are being knifed left and right in Paris. <laughs> Congratulations. I said, Emmanuel, here's the story. Uh, you're putting a big tax on our people that want to go to France, okay? And you're not even doing it with other countries. So that means you obviously think the United States is stupid. And in the past, we were stupid. But here's the story, Emmanuel. If that tax isn't removed within 24 hours, uh, we are going to tax at 100% every bottle of wine and champagne sent over from France. And they sent a lot. Sent over from France, 100%. No, 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 you cannot do that. I said, of course I can. It goes- See, now he's doing his voice impressions. <laughs> That's not a very good French uh, accent. That's not very, very good. I don't think he took French in college. <laughs> no, 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 no. You, monsieur, you cannot do that. Do that. <laughs> he was going to double the price of every bottle of French wine or champagne. And Macron is just peeing in his boots <laughs> because he knows Donald Trump will do it goes into effect tonight at five o'clock. I've already signed the legislation. I can do it myself. I don't need, thank God, I don't need Congress. A hundred percent tariff on every bottle of champagne and wine. And we're going to make a fortune over and above the tax that you're charging. No, no, no. May I call you back? He's called me back. I will be 15 minutes. He calls me back in three minutes. Uh, You have a deal. We're dropping the tax. Now, that's one of many things I did. I did it with uh, Mexico. And I really like by the way, I like Macron. They're doing the wrong thing. They're doing for their country. As they should be. I don't mind that. But with Mexico, I said, uh, 
Mr. President, I want 28,000 Mexican soldiers along our border, guarding our border, because you're sending in. He left it. He said, you must be kidding. I said, no, no, I want them in. I want them free of charge. He sent his top guy to New York. And at the time I was in New York, I met with them. And the head of the State Department who handles Mexico, who's a good woman, she was there for 22 years or something, she laughed at me. She said, sir, you'll never get that. We've been trying to get things like uh, stay in Mexico, a little thing like remain in Mexico. What does that mean? That means you, you remain in Mexico. You don't come in. We you don't wait Seattle. Yeah. So you remain in Mexico. They were in Tijuana. Tijuana had so many people, nobody ever. So remain in Mexico. But I said, I won 28,000. No, 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 you cannot get that, the head of the head guy. So we're negotiating. And I said to the woman, let's make it just a small dollar bet. I don't want to be like Romney with his $10,000 bet. You know, remember that fiasco? This guy is the worst. But I'll make you a $10,000 bet. The people are watching and said, that's too much to bet. Just one dollar. They said, I'll make you one dollar bet. I get it. So you won't get any of it. I asked for 10 things that were brutal, including our little thing that you mentioned on 42. Right. Uh, because that was very important. But I said to him, uh, here's the story. If you don't give us the soldiers who keep people out of our country until we allow them to come in, uh, I'm going to put a 25% tax on all cars and everything else that comes in from Mexico. He said, may I, may I see you in 10 minutes? I'd like to make a phone call. I mean, he was going to the president. Comes back in 10 minutes, he says, you have a deal. So I didn't tax him. We got 28,000 soldiers for nothing. And these are very good soldiers. You know, Pancho the Villa. These are Pancho yes, Villa yes, with yes, the bullets yes. on their chest and everything. <laughs> they don't have, they don't have, you know, our, our people, they don't let them be soldiers, okay? They say if you touch somebody, you you know, you get court-martialed and perhaps executed, okay? <laughs> perhaps executed. <laughs> In other words, our own soldiers, if, if you touch somebody, you get court-martialed. And then the president throws, what, I mean, this guy is funny. He's like George Carlin. Uh, you get court-martialed, perhaps executed. <laughs> when those, they don't let these uh, TV generals like Milley and Austin, these are phonies. They're not generals. They're not combat fighters. And I, I get, maybe, maybe it's right about to appear right here, so maybe I should just turn the tape back on where the president says, hey, General Patton, George Patton, he couldn't be a general in today's army. He wouldn't make it. He wouldn't have a chance. Let's see. Maybe he'll say that. It's beautiful. You're not allowed to speak rough. How about our generals? What do you think Patton would do? You know, Patton would Patton would not be allowed to be a general today because he was too rough to dissolve. Or blackjack Pershing down the Mexican oh, yeah, border. Oh, yeah, Pershing. Yeah, Pershing. You're right. He had the border under control. He was... He had the border under control. Expedition. I hope your people are enjoying <laughs> yeah. this. No, no. We, we, I, I want to make sure we don't keep you too long because you've been so gracious. This book is shows a side of you that I think people have forgotten because this is the Donald Trump that America first met. And now you're under assault from everywhere. Total assault. Total assault. Because we're winning in the polls. If I wasn't well, up the polls 40, the polls yeah, are 62-16. Well, the Sanctus is uh, failing badly. Rhonda Sanctimonious. I mean, you know, it's always bad. You endorse somebody, he's dead. He's he's over his political career. He's going to be looking for a job. He'll be lucky to get a job. Comes to me, begs me for a endorsement. I give it to him. He ends up winning the election, winning the nomination, winning the election by numbers that you wouldn't believe. I mean, he was so far down, he was gone. And then they shout to him a couple of years later, will you run against the president? I have no comment. 
Now, no comment means the answer is yes, right? But today, a very interesting thing happened. He said he's going to form a committee. He's going to form exploratory. an exploratory committee to determine. Well, that's a big step because he was never looking at committees. Now he's looking at committees. It's amazing what being 40 down does. But right? this is the this is the consultants and donors in Bakayam. This is the guys going to make 35. The donors are largely leaving him now. You know, I think so. In fact, I will tell you off the record, off the record, except for the millions of people that watch your show, because your show is, your show is great. I mean, your show is a war room. It is. This guy's a warrior. It's it's our war. It's our audience. Whether they like him or not, it doesn't basically make any difference. But he is a warrior. There aren't too many. But what's happening is the donors are calling me right now because the donors follow the polls. And when they see a guy getting clobbered, but think of it, he was a lousy politician. Because before he met me, before I gave yeah. him the endorsement, so he was he was at three. Two things fundamentally changed yesterday, I think, in New Hampshire. Uh, one, you turned the guns onto Joe Biden. Um, also, the DNC came out, and they're coming out with spots that are going after your policies. Oh, That's a big tell. That's good. Because they know, they, they know all this other nonsense is not going to get any traction. Mm-hmm. The, con- the country's collapsing. The border's invaded. And so they're going to say, now, let's go after if, if we have to have this as a policy debate, you win. I mean, a landslide. So they're afraid. They're they afraid. have the worst policy ever in history of any country. This whole thing, they became environmental maniacs. I want clean air. I want clean water. I want clean everything. I'm like an environmentalist in many ways. What they're doing with destroying our land with the windmills, destroying the whales washing up on shore, they're all purchased in China, you know that. They're made in China and Germany to an extent, but mostly in China. What they're doing to our country is so unbelievable. Here we have more gas and oil in our ground state. Your policy was not independence. It was full spectrum energy dominance. 100%. In every, spe- every area. Every and by the way, if it's going to be wind and solar, fine. I'm not going to totally Including we want to make the windmills here. If we're yes. going to have wind, we're going right. to make them here. Right. And I said, we're going to do wind. And I would have put, I was getting ready to put, until COVID came in, I was going to put a 50% tariff on windmills coming in. Because if we do that, we're going to make the windmills here. You know, that's what they do. They put these massive tariffs on. Uh, They're a mercantilist system. Is Joe Biden, let's leave his cognitive ability aside. Given the complexity of making decisions in a modern economy, the trade-offs we had to do in tax, on on trade, tariffs, uh, employment, immigration, all of it. Is he at the top of his game? Was he mad? Top of his game. No, when he was even at the top of his game, was he no. smart enough to understand no. how all these pieces fit together? Not at the top of his game. In other words, you go back 30 years ago, look at all the mistakes he made. The Secretary of State said he made the biggest mistakes. He was never right on foreign policy. I was right on foreign Everything I said was right. I said, Germany, oh, and don't do the pipeline. The letters, Nixon talking to you about when you thanked him. In the letter here in the book, he said, thank you for getting us out of Vietnam. This was a letter from 30 or 40 years yeah. ago. You you have been against like uh, the Iraq war, the Vietnam war, all of these international uh, expeditions that got us in so much trouble. Oh, it's peace through strength. I rebuilt our military. Our military was obsolete. It was terrible. I rebuilt. I mean, we gave 85 billion to Afghanistan, if you can believe it. Do you know that Afghanistan is the second biggest arms dealer in the world right now? They're selling because they don't need 70,000 trucks. I'm going to, in the waning moments here of the show, let me see if I can find where the two men shake hands and say, uh, you know, say goodbye for this interview. 
it's it's an it's a magic moment. There are other people have commented, other uh, astute political observers who know Trump and who know Bannon were amazed at this interview. This is I'm not doing a hyperbolic buildup on this interview. This is a really important interview and a really important reconnection of two men upon whom uh, the future of our country in great part depends. These two guys, these two warriors, uh, and, and Bannon, by the way, Bannon on the last day of his presidency, Donald Trump pardoned Steve Bannon, who was being attacked in the same way that Trump is being attacked now. They dragged Bannon into court, uh, these communist, Democrat, demon rat, pieces of crud, dragged Steve Bannon. They tried to bankrupt him, drag him into court, uh, convict him of a, a made-up phony charge in front of a kangaroo court with a kangaroo judge. And on, they did actually uh, convict him of some stupid thing, like spitting on the sidewalk, and uh, that he didn't even do. <laughs> he didn't even spit on the sidewalk, <clears throat> so to speak. Trump pardoned him on the last day, in his last day in office, and uh, but Bannon is still being dragged in front of courts because a, a, a presidential pardon applies only to federal crimes, federal offenses. Uh, does not apply to state crimes. So the communists they just reverted to. Well, we'll we'll, we'll charge Steve Bannon in with a state crime. So that, let's see if we can find here the end of this interview. And especially under Obama, I said, if you do anything, if you kill any of our soldiers, we're going to hit you harder than. Okay, that's the that's the Afghanistan story. Now we're against China, but we don't know how to use it. But if we keep going the way it is, we're going to lose that power because we're going to lose the economic edge. You know, they want to knock out our currency. They don't want the dollar to reign. They want to have the yuan reign. And if you look, Brazil, Colombia, Russia, China, whenever they want, Argentina, many of the... Move closer to the end. I'm just trying to get that last moment for you. 24 hours. Remember, Zelensky... With the perfect phone call, they said. Still not there. I'm, I'm afraid I'm going to overshoot. Here we go. Try again. Whoop, I overshot. Here it is. Okay. I think I've got it here. Four hours. It would be 24 hours. It would be settled. You need the power of that Oval Office to get it done. You need that. But that will be settled in 24 hours. Remember, Zelensky, with the perfect phone call, they said, were you intimidated by Trump? No, no, not at all. He was fine. He was great. You know, he was very oh, good. He, he could have said, I was intimidated. You know, it would have been right. sort of cool for him to say for his own reason. So I respect him for that because he didn't say that. I will have Zelensky and Putin. I would have a deal done in less than 24 hours. That's an easy one. Mr. President, thank you so much. Thank you. For so much. Time. By the way, this book says, the book right there, Letters from Trump, it is uh, incredibly powerful because it shows you the respect uh, and uh, love people have for you before you took up the mantle of America first and still for your country. So honored. Thank you so Thank much. You very Thank much. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Thank you. Okay, we're going to take a short commercial break. We're going to return to Mar-a-Lago in just a moment. Thank you. <laughs> that was the ending. That was beautiful. Now, let me tell you, uh, folks, I'm going to go order.
a my copy of the Trump book. And here I finally found the site where you want to. You don't have to uh, make money for Jeff Bezos at Amazon. You can order the book from 45books.com. That's the numbers 45, as in 45th president, 45books.com. And I'm going to go there. I'm going to order right now. And then fill in. Steve Bannon just told us earlier, uh, if you want that book with free shipping, just put in the uh, promo code WARROOM, W-A-R-R-O-O-M war room and i'm hoping i've got that right i haven't done it so i'm i will be doing it and if i i think that's going to work the way steve bennett said it would but i'm going to get my copy of donald trump's new book and here it is letters to trump it's just beautifully beautifully made book and it's an expensive book it's 99 bucks Ouch. But it's beautifully big, beautiful, heavy, glossy paper. And uh, I'm not going to get this one signed by Trump. I got the previous book with a Trump signature. I just got it out just to look at it, just to gaze upon it. Our journey together signed by Trump. Wow. Amazing. I actually have his signature. Molecules breathed and shed by donald trump or on my book <laughs> which will be the, a, an heirloom for my children uh letters to trump uh the sign the signed edition you can get it signed by trump it's 399 dollars 399 uh that's too that's too uh too rich for me right now so uh i'm not going to get that but i will get letters to trump for 99 bucks and then i'll just my signature that i have from the other book i'll just Kind of look at that, and then I'll see it on the this other book. I've got the one signature. That's all I need. And uh, so that's what I'll and that I'll wrap up my my Friday with that. And uh, we can come back meet meet up again uh, Monday here in the Trump Clubhouse. See ya. Yes, I'm hearing the angels now. I hear the music. Not quite. Yes, they're starting to play their violins. <laughs> engineer, well, let me get over here to. And uh, the engineer wants you to know he skipped the last break, so you have to make that up with your contributions to republicbroadcasting.org. Uh, we skipped the last break so we wouldn't interrupt the orange man. See you next Monday, folks. So long. Here at Republic Broadcasting Network, we have been building our online store. While we have been focusing on bringing you the best talk show host in the country, here at Republic Broadcasting Network, we also want our listeners to have products they can use every day and in times of emergency. We have added new products each week to our store. Your support of this network, plus products at the best prices, is a win-win situation. Check out our new store. Go to our website, republicbroadcasting.org. 
and click on the online store located at the top of our website. Together, we can continue to grow RBN and help our listeners prepare for the future. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and click on our online store or call us. 800-724-2719, extension 3. 800-724-2719, extension 3. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth. Truth, truth.